is the future. This is not the past. The new XFL will kick off in 2020. If you smell what the XFL is cooking. It's still football, but it's professional football reimagined. This is our moment, our story to tell. This is history begun. This is the XFL! Welcome, football fans. This is the week of January 27th, 2019. This is the road to 2020, and this is the XFL Show. I'm Alan. I'm Jake. And I'm Bryant. This week in good, crisp football talk, we dive into the major TV networks rumored to negotiate with the XFL, and we spotlight a new executive hired by the league. It's episode 53, Big Time Exposure, baby. But before we begin, let us tell you who's bringing you today's show. Creating a podcast is supposed to be easy. But editing the audio and posting the show, setting up the recording, figuring out how to get your podcast to as many places as possible can take all the fun away from it. Pretty Easy Podcast is here to help with all that, though, and help you focus on the fun part of making a podcast. And that would be the content itself. That's right. Pretty Easy Podcast produces your show for you. They put it together. The audio, the sound effects, music if you want it. Whatever you need in your show's production, Pretty Easy Podcast takes care of it, and it posts your show for you. That way, the only thing you need to worry about is speaking, doing the show. Just do the show, and Pretty Easy Podcast takes care of the rest and takes your direction as well. Have your podcast recorded, edited, and distributed by someone with over a decade of talk radio and podcasting experience. Why spend the time and energy, right? Why spend the time and energy learning all the software to edit your audio and learning about how to spread your podcast onto all the different platforms when you can have someone help you out at a very, very low cost. Studio quality too. Sound great. Have a great produced show and do it from the comfort of your own home if you want. Pretty Easy Podcast works with clients all over the world, including this show, and they help people put together their shows and get their message out there. Getting your podcast, the one you've always thought about starting but never had the time or energy, you have someone who has your back now at prettyeasypodcasts.com. Get started today. All right, last week's show was uh, pretty heavy, Doc, because we talked a lot about that big article regarding uh, concussions and insurance and football's future, and uh, things got... Very uh, intense, at least for me, guys. But uh, we had good reactions to last week's show. And uh, we'll go through some of them here. Brian, I know you're all over social media. And you you filter these out and say, hey, let's talk about some of what these people said. I know you found the prolific on Twitter who said that these other minor leagues are snacks, but they need lion food to thrive. The XFL knows it's a lion and it's going to eat like a lion. And they know football's big time. And they're going to deliver big to stay alive. That's what the USFL realized, but abandoned. Uh, Basically, I think the prolific, what he's getting at there is that the XFL is going 
all the way in, trying to do it as big as humanly possible, especially with these rumored TV network deals, uh, going, getting insured, and, and, and making sure all the boxes are checked when it comes to being a real, legit football league. And I, I, I agree with what the prolific said there on Twitter, don't you, Bryant? Oh, I, I definitely do. I think the XFL is taking its time and and making sure they're doing this right. They're not. They know what it's going to take to survive, and if it takes another year to do that, I think that's what the what Vince McMahon first realized. I think a year ago now, uh, when he made his initial announcement. So uh, they are doing things as best as they can to prepare for what seems to be a very uncertain future for football, at least in terms of what it used to be. And the prolific really kind of also at the same time taking shots at, I guess, the AAF. But uh, we'll, we'll see what the AAF's guy. all Yeah, I know you like that. <laughs> we'll see what the AAF's all about, though. I mean, we're just a couple weeks away from their debut. And it's been, you know, at first it was a very exciting, very seemingly smooth uh, sailing on their way to their first season. But the last month has been kind of tumultuous for the Alliance of American football. And uh, we're, we're going to be keeping an eye on it, obviously watching the games and uh, maybe talking a whole lot more than you thought we would be, but not necessarily on this show. More on that coming up later. What's up? Alan, if, if I can, can I make a, a cultural uh, assimilation between the AAF and what's going on in the world today? If anybody has seen the documentary on Netflix called fire, Oh, no. oh This no. is kind of what all I, 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 I can do is think about AAF the entire twice. time. I don't think I don't they're think... taking money. I just feel like they're they're not prepared. That's all I'm saying. But <laughs> you think people are going to get in this stadium? They're going to go. Well, uh, we're we're sorry. The teams are not here to play. But uh, here's, here's here's some government cheese in a styrofoam takeout container. <laughs> I don't close. think it's that bad. Right? <laughs> I, I, I highly doubt that's what happens. I don't think Ja Rule is involved with the AAF at all, so I, I think we're good there. <laughs> Back to responses to last week's social media, uh, last week's show on social media. Uh, Akin Crow, who hits us up all the time, appreciate him. Uh, put a little YouTube video out. He sent to us, and uh, you know, it's we won't go into full detail what he what he says in the video, but basically, he gave his kind of presentation on what an XFL football video game should look like, which I thought was really cool, Jake. And I know you're into video games, and I I, I suggest people watch it. He had some good ideas, like XFL game, if there is ever one, not being updated every single year, not a new game every single year. Do, do you think that's even possible? Do you think any sports league would abandon releasing a new game every single year jake i mean they make money on the new game every year i don't know why they wouldn't do that yeah you do make monies even if it's just roster updates uh yeah alan you're right i i do fancy in the computer games myself <laughs> i i tell you what if if a claim was still around they would oh, be nice, all over yeah. this because you know they they usually got those outliers i mean there's only one real football game on the market if the xfl would get one I think you got to be different. You got to go to a blitz style almost. Oh, I'd almost, wow. I'd almost like a mode where you could Hold go it. back and play old XFL rules. I, <laughs> oh I yeah, that, that's. I think that would be really cool. Like, like, <laughs> but between the plays, you'd see like scantily clad cheerleaders, you know, talking to players on the bench or something. Just, just you know, maybe have a slider to uh, well, what rules rule set you want to be. Rate, rated M for mature for sure. And you know what? <laughs> yeah. Hold all those thoughts because that sounds like an entire show maybe somewhere down the road. But uh, awesome oh, video. Who would be there, the cover but... athlete? Tommy <laughs> <laughs> oh, Maddox for sure. Uh, <laughs> Arkin Crow, great video there. And let's our last uh, 
last response to last week's show, 2020 Hindsight on Twitter said, you could greatly reduce penalties by eliminating procedural penalties like illegal formations and even allowing movement behind the line of scrimmage, not opposed to no intentional grounding either. Uh, we, we talked about how the XFL is promising less penalties, and he says that's how you could do it. Uh, do you think it'd be all right if the XFL like allowed like a receiver to flinch a little bit and not call a false start? Is that problematic, Brian? Uh, I mean, maybe that one can, can come by a receiver so far. Uh, I guess if he draws the defense offsides and maybe you call the penalty on the receiver, if nothing happens and nothing happens. Um, I don't like not, uh, I am opposed to no, no intentional grounding. Uh, I, I would say no to that. I think you, you eliminate the sack in that case, right? The, the quarterback's going to just release the ball and not take that hit. So, uh, I don't think taking away rules are the way to go about um, reducing penalties. I think you just have to uh, find f- you have to fine tune the rules. If you allow you know motion behind the line of scrimmage, that's fine. I mean, but is it gonna is it gonna t- prevent the defense from being able to do what they need to do? I think that's the question you need to ask yourself. Well, with something that went on in the uh, NFL's NFC Championship game, oh, and also, I guess, the AFC Championship game in terms of officiating, uh, we'll get into more of this kind of conversation coming up here on this show in just a little bit. But thanks to everybody for reaching out on social media after last week's show. Remember, every single show, all 52 episodes before this one in the archive, on any podcast app or this is the XFL show.com. And of course we're everywhere on social media at XFL show. That's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook there. If you need us there, if you want to respond and react to any episode or any topic of conversation, or you could call in directly and have your voice heard on the show. Speak to us. 724-565-4XFL. That is the XFL fan line. A lot of interaction going on. A lot of people asking us for different things like, hey, talk about video, the video game potential. Hey, talk about team names. Talk about jerseys. They want all, all this kind of content, Brian. And this show, we focus on the most important topics weekly. But with everybody wanting us to talk more about the XFL and in different you know, compartments and different topics of conversation. And with us wanting to do that, we need to figure out a format and, and a way to do that. And so we have a pretty big announcement, Brian. And I know you've done a lot of the legwork behind this, so I'm going to give you the floor so you can make the formal announcement about what we got going on here on This is the XFL Show. Yeah, yeah, Alan, you put it uh, well. You know, we have been requested to do a lot. We are limited by so much time on one single show. And so we decided to launch our new Patreon. Patreon.com slash This is the XFL Show. You're going to get a lot of bonus content exclusive for Patreon members only. All of us are taking some sort of part in this. Myself, Alan, Jake, Vince. Uh, we're going to have uh, football coverage all over, not just... And the game, listeners so. are taking part too. This is a great way for everybody who wants to be a part of the show even more. This is their chance now. Yeah, you know, if you want to be on the show, you have the opportunity with uh, subscribing to our Patreon. Uh, you, you want to ask us questions directly, you ever have any comments, uh, exclusive shows, bonus content. I mean, everything is going to be available on This Is The XFL Show's Patreon. That's patreon.com slash This Is The XFL Show. I mean, I'm personally excited about this. I, I can't wait to, to start actually talking about uh, football. Uh, not just because uh, I love the XFL, but there's so much football. And I'm like Oliver Luck. I love football. So why not 
uh, talk about it outside of this show. So we're going to be covering so much, uh, and we're going to start uh, in February with the with the Super with. Can I say Super Bowl? Sure, you could say Super Bowl. <laughs> the, big the, Super Bowl the big game, the Super Bowl, <laughs> as well as uh, the AF when they launch. So it's going to be an exciting month of February, and I can't wait. Uh, bonus coverage, uh, extra content on our Patreon. Of course, and it's all under, of course, we're going to have an XFL kind of lean, uh, but all this stuff, it's all about football. It's all about bonus content. It's all about interacting with you. We've got tiers on Patreon. If you don't know how Patreon works, it, it, you get all sorts of different kinds of content based on what kind of tier you subscribe to and we've made them uh, very modestly priced uh, so you can get a lot of great content from $5 all the way up to $25 a month so great stuff there we're going to be doing a bonus show on stuff not XFL but still football it will not be the XFL show but it'll uh, of course we'll probably allude to what's going on in the XFL when we talk AAF NFL college we're going to also be giving you bonus shows of this program right here exclusively on Patreon we're going to you're going to be have a way to guarantee your question gets answered on Patreon and there's so much more go check it out and, and, and Join. Join right now, and in February, it all gets started. So get in right now while you can and get ready for some great content. A whole lot of, lot of content coming your way. And like Brian said, myself, him, and of course, Jake and Vince will be involved, and, and you'll be seeing different uh you know combinations of us maybe we'll all be doing extra stuff maybe only some of us i don't jake has been thinking about making an entire tier where it's just his show all and it's all about talking how the way football should be just like the xfl was in 2001 i'm sure there's a great audience out out there for that that would enjoy that uh that, that's still a work in progress right now but you know just like the xfl we're listening to what you guys are saying uh, trust me i would love to talk uniform colors and, and designs as much as some of you out there and i think we're going to have the chance uh, you know to do that together in the future with this uh, this new partnership that we're forming yes and, and, and don't forget too the show uh, we and just in terms of our flagship show this is the xfl show that launches every sunday uh you have the opportunity to get 24 hour advanced access to the show if, if sunday's not your best day maybe saturdays are that uh, Patreon is where you're going to be able to get that access. Uh, there's tons of stuff there. Go ahead and check it out. Again, it's patreon.com slash this is the XFL show. Uh, I'm, like I said, I'm personally excited and I hope you guys are too. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot to unpack from what we're doing on Patreon. We could run down every single little more so we have, but just go there now. And you can check it out because we've got too much to get into in this episode. So we're proud to announce we have a, an official Patreon page that you could now subscribe to for more content that we're going to be churning out here. Because as 2020 gets closer, we're going to be talking a lot more XFL and we're going to need a place to do it. And that's where it's going to happen, everybody. So we appreciate you making it all the way. One year anniversary since the announcement this week, uh, January 25th, the return of the XFL. And we've been going that longs and, and we're still going all the way to 2020 and beyond and patreon is where a lot of the action is going to be so don't miss out and subscribe now without further ado though that all starts in february we've got a big week here rumors innuendos of course and a big big signing by the xfl in the executive offices let's get into it it's time for this week's cover two going for two go for two and the lead first up the XFL has named a new president and COO. Now, Jake, that means chief operating officer, just in case you forgot. His name is Jeffrey Pollack, and he was formerly with the Los Angeles Chargers, 
as their chief marketing and strategy officer and a special advisor. And he has a great resume. I mean, this this on paper and the resume wise, it's a great hire by the XFL, just like Oliver Luck was, just like Doug Whaley seems to be, and everyone else that we've we've interacted with or heard from with the XFL. They really have a great staff so far, and we'll see how Jeffrey Pollock does. But he created the ridiculously awesome and ridiculously expensive Sports Business Daily, which I read religiously. And if you've been following the XFL's development, a lot of it has been reported by that publication that Jeffrey Pollock started back in the day. And of course, that was the publication this week that broke the news on the big rumors of TV contracts. But Jeffrey Pollock hired as the new president and COO of the XFL. Jake, what's your reaction? You know what? What I like most about this individual so far and getting to know him is this guy has been, he's been everywhere. You know, not only with, with the Chargers and the NFL, he's been with NASCAR. He's been with the NBA and and then, you know, uh, PBR, Brian, that is not Pabst Blue Ribbon, the beer that you like to drink. That is the professional bull riders. And he's also been with the World Series of Poker. So this is guy has been around multiple disciplines, multiple, uh, you know, quote unquote sports on some of those, I guess, for you. So this guy, you know, he knows what's going on. Uh, I, I agree the the. the- the different places he's worked is is really impressive because when you think about the XFL, it's going to take a kind of ingenuity, a ty- kind of creativity, uh, somewhat of a maverick and willingness to, to think outside the box. And, and that's what the, Jeffrey Pollock, at least go, looking at his resume and the places he's worked and the things these organizations have accomplished with him involved, uh, he's ready to do that. I mean, when you're talking about a guy who w- worked at NASCAR, the World Series of Poker helped them blow up and become bigger than they were and the professional bull riders association that's going to take a little bit of creativity to maximize that brand and that brand is certainly very popular across the country and then working with the nba i i think jeffrey pollock is the exact he fits the mold of everyone that's been hired so far by the xfl on paper and he, he's super jazzed, apparently, to be joining the XFL as well. Bryant, when you saw this hire, president and COO, what did you think? I, I, I think of structure in a way that the XFL is, and we continue to praise them for this and, and, and taking the time and effort that it's going to take to make this successful. But to hire a man like Jeffrey Pollock and, and his track record, I feel like that the XFL is 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 trying to make as as many right moves as possible at whatever cost possible to make this what they envision. And when I say they, I guess what Vince McMahon envisioned a year ago when he actually had that press conference. Um, if I can take some quotes out of uh, what we heard this week, uh, Vince McMahon himself said, "Just as Oliver Luck is perfectly suited to be commissioner and CEO, CEO so too is Jeffrey Pollock suited perfectly to be the XFL president and CEO." With this extraordinary experience and diverse background across a variety of global global sports properties, um, you know Oliver Luck was probably tasked with making this hire. Uh, most likely had to clear it with Vince McMahon, and they seem to be on the same page. Uh, again, can you find another man who who would be willing to take this job with the track record that Jeffrey Pollock had? I think that's that says a lot, and, and even him. Jeffrey Pollock saying it's not often that a new professional sports league is positioned for success like the XFL. I think he 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 envisions it, uh, and to to gain a man with this much 
credibility is a huge win for the XFL, and and they continue to make moves that are smart, uh, good, crisp uh, moves <laughs> for the XFL. It is good, crisp hires by the XFL, and I, I, I hate to, I, you know, you guys do plenty of bashing of the AAF, but. I can't help but think of how they've made these kind of hires and announced them versus how the XFL has. And it's just so much more, like you said, structured uh, and, and on the surface, at least, just seems like better fits where the AAF is just kind of parading people out like, we have Heinz Ward involved and Troy Palomalo and look, we got all these former players and Bill Pullian and we got rich tech people. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of just too vague and and not as formal or seeming, I guess you, the word would be corporate, but that's good that the XFL has that, I think, that kind of structure at the top because they are really putting a plan in place because when the actual product is on the field, I think what is being done in those executive offices might even translate to what's on the field because they're going to make sure that the the rules are in place. They made sure they hired good football people and they're going to make sure that they have a good format for getting decent players on these teams. It's the quality of the play. And they still, you know, in very little pieces have they revealed, you know, the entire format of how they're going to, you know, they're, they're working with um, optimum scouting. They're, they've hired Oliver Luck. They hired Jeffrey Pollock. They they're talking about all these different things. You know, the testing down in 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 um, uh, now I forget what city they were actually testing in, but the testing that they're doing Mississippi. Thank you, uh, oh, River. Right. So so they're doing all these little things. You know, giving little hints of what they're trying to do to make this right. I just I, I can't help but praise the league and. And, and say, you know, almost like a congratulations before 2020. I mean, how much better of a job can you do in a year? Um, look where the XFL is. Look what the XFL has done. Uh, and, and they're still a year away. They have so much more time and, and so many more moves to make. And they seem to be doing them in, in, in the right way. Yeah. And, and Jake, I would ex- expect the, the you and I were talking about how this would affect Oliver Luck's job and, and and I think Oliver Luck will be focusing, you know, like like a commissioner would on the football, the hiring of, of of the executives, and just the overall league in general. But it seems like Jeffrey Pollock will be much more in line with the business side of stuff, the marketing, and and, and the, the the corporate aspects of the XFL. Is that how you see this this kind of yeah, that, that, structure that be, going on? That would be my guess. I've never been a commissioner or a COO <laughs> myself. But uh, yeah, I thought you were the COO of this is the XFL show. That was how I always looked at you. Oh, well, thank you for the uh, thank you for the upgrade. Does that come with a pay increase? Uh, Can can we talk about this off air? Maybe I'm a little hurt. (laughs) Maybe if the Patreon takes off. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I mean, you you need to again, there is no league if if nobody's going to sponsor it or pay for ad time. This may not be as glorious uh, you know, or as glamorous as talking about, uh, you know, where teams are going to be and, uh, and rules like that, things that the commissioner should be handling head on, but still nonetheless, a position that needs to be filled. Yeah. And Jeffrey Pollock is a media guy. So he'll probably be involved with how the XFL handles media, how they present themselves to the media, how they present themselves marketing wise. So it it does know, go ahead. I was going to say it does no good if you you know if you build a really sexy car, but you can't you know you can't get anybody to buy it. Exactly. So I, if Jeffrey Pollock is you know scouting the, the the world for people to to help spread the message of the XFL, we've been here a year, dude. <laughs> I just want to put that out there. We are here, uh, but the XFL, I think, again, like you said, Bryant, what a job they've done in one year, at least building 
a foundation for this league to become an actual league in one year's time. A big hire this week for them. Jeffrey Pollock, the new chief operating officer and president of the XFL. Number two here in our cover two. While the the NFC Championship was ruined by by bad refereeing. I, I'd say the AFC Championship was as well in the NFL. But particularly the non-pass interference call in the Saints-Rams game, guys. Uh, the, the missed P.I. ruined the Super Bowl for many. I mean, we were getting a... a, a, a a tainted matchup between the Rams and the Patriots. Some people are saying, I know Bryant might argue that. I don't point. know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> but with complete objectivity here, uh, Bryant, how important is it for the XFL to have a different procedure for pass interference from the NFL or even the NCAA, considering what a mess that caused the NFL this past week? There. The- I am going to be completely non-biased in this in this discussion. I, I will say that, but the the, the problem with the the XFL is, is think about all the ideas that are coming out for the NFL in terms of pass interference. Right, review the play, take the time. You can you th- have a coach throw a challenge flag, have them have them ask the referees to look at this again, and and isn't that all the things that the XFL is trying to avoid by making this game under three hours by speeding this up? So what can the XFL do? To, to not allow um, the game to slow down because a referee missed a call. I, I'm kind of perplexed in terms of finding an idea for that. You could have somebody in, in, a, in a replay booth, you know, just making these calls on the fly and say, hey, that was pass interference, throw the flag. But is that something you want? Is that, is that core football? Is that what football is about? Or is referee, um, you know, I, is a referee supposed to miss these things because it's, it's human error. It happens. You, you're a fan. You're not a fan of replay, Alan. And, and do you want more replays to, to capture all this? How do you want the XFL to actually handle a pass interference that isn't called or any foul for that matter, that isn't called on the field? Do they really want to slow the game down or do they take the blow and say, you know what? These men are human. You got to move on. You can't ridicule your referees. That's for sure. You can't tell them that they missed the call because then everybody says, you know, no one gives you, credibility so i think the nfl didn't do a great job of handling this they stayed silent for the most part um on this call and just let people run rampant i think the x phone needs to get in front of it and just say you know we're trying to speed up this game if it happens it's part of the game it's gonna ha- it, these things play themselves out at the very end so now do you think there should be a different protocol or a scrutiny because obviously if that happens on week two um, I, I mean, you can make an argument if it comes down that a team would not make the playoffs because of that call. But this was a conference championship game. Don't, don't you think, you know, it, for the XFL playoffs, they could just if you have to make the, the game 15 minutes longer, you know, and, and no, right, no, you, you less stall, that. less stall, more ball. even you even in the playoffs, whenever it matters but, the most. No, but it, Jake, but it doesn't matter. You can't value your playoff game. There's ways you should value the playoff game more than a regular season game or any game. Of course you should. And also, you could do this without taking time to replay. There should be some... We we live in real time with instant replay. There should be a, a referee in a booth who could overrule these these blind fools who keep the flags in their pockets in instances like that. There should have been a referee up there who said, guys, 
you missed a blatant one. I, I got I got to tell you to throw the flag right now. And he, he's only there. There should be a guy only there for the egregious stuff like that that's missed to to overrule or to notify the referees. Let's there should have to be some long replay. That, and also, if there was a replay, that would have taken two seconds. I mean, it, 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 all seems, it, it all seems simple to us. Well, would you put like a big red bat phone on the sidelines? You know, I mean, they're, if people wearing head, they're wearing earpieces, so I mean, they could they could communicate communicating instantly with each other. They should be able to have a guy in a booth who could, has the has a TV right there and a monitor right in front of them. And if you miss something like that, there's a guy who's going to make sure no blown calls are made or make sure that flags that are thrown should be picked up. Maybe I mean. Th- this is easy. This is the 21st century. We don't need robots necessarily, but we could use the technology better, at least when it comes to the referees. They're working while the game is evolving and becoming technologically more advanced. The referees are using, you know, rocks and 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 their fists and, and hardly any kind of advanced uh, technology to to call these. I guess the whistle is the most advanced thing they get to use. Why don't you just and, take the referees off the field and let them just referee the game from the booth? Well, you need everybody somebody. has a separate camera and, and just you know, yeah, ball, well, ball spotters. Why why do you use the referee now? I maybe one day I wouldn't be opposed to that. I'm all for having a designated ball spotter. We've talked about that. And if you could referee the game entirely from from a monitor, that's fine by me. But you also need someone there as a policeman, I guess, you know, to make sure that order is kept. I know Jake will will uh, piggyback Absolutely. on that. There's got to be a guy out there to make sure there's no fighting or, you know, shenanigans going on that way. You need a referee on the field, at least one, because there's things that are you need to see on the field and there's things that you could see better on a monitor. It's not black and white. And I think a mixture of the two would make refereeing more solid all around and it's something XFL should consider because this is a travesty and and the NFL looks ridiculous right now their biggest game of the year and a legit amount of people are just so tired of course of the Patriots but the Rams are I mean some people hate them but to me I find them a likable team but I'm not a fan of the Saints or Rams, but I feel terrible for the Saints. It's going to be hard to watch this this coming Super Bowl. I probably will uh, begrudgingly. I'm going to be one of the people saying I'm watching for the commercials this year because this one it, it, it's tough. It's a tough pill to swallow. But but can, okay, you mentioned something in, in terms of oh, for those egregious plays, those those real bad ones that the the referees missed. You know, in the in the previous drive, there was basically one of the Saints players ripped off the face mask of Jared Goff, and and the Rams would have had uh, you know four tries from the one yard line to punch that in for a touchdown. I mean, we're talking about completely different games. At what point do you draw the line? Do you say, hey, this can't happen here, this can't happen there? Just let it happen. It, there's so many. This is such an open ended conversation. You have to nip it in. In, in the well, I would have somehow. loved if they would have called that. If they would have called that that face mask, I would have been happy for that. I just want the game to be called correctly. You don't want blown calls. You don't want missed calls. You don't want errant calls. You just want it to be called right. That's all. All we want. We just want refereeing to be accurate. And I think using a, a guy in a booth is is a way we need to a thing we need to consider, especially after what we saw in the NFC Championship game. You got anything left on this a conversation that's really getting me really hot? Jake, I'm getting angry. I'm getting fired up. The Super Bowl is really not making me a happy football fan. I, I mean, the only thing I'm thinking is you put cameras on, you know, you put referee cams on, oh, on the yeah. bill uh, of all the referees, and then we can see exactly what they see. CFL what they did does not that. See. 
Yeah, do the that. CFL does that. CFL does that, and it's really it, cool, I mean, I it's, it's, it's probably not going to make any feel, anybody feel better, you know, even if they're – if that flag doesn't get called, but it, yeah, rules. That's, that is an entire episode that we will, you know, continue further on. Oh yeah. Maybe a Patreon bonus episode once somewhere down the road. All right, let's get into this week's big main topic, which of course are the huge rumors surrounding the XFL's TV deal. That's coming up here in just a moment. But before we do, we have another sponsor who's bringing you today's show. And, and because we're able to, you know, get some sponsors and, and get hooked up with different people. Uh, we're we're going to be busting out more content, but also some merch. So let us tell you about the XFL show on Printful. That's right. This is the XFL show. Merch is now available. Bryant, Printful. We got, we got, we're, we're there. Also, if you're a member of our Patreon, I believe you'll get some cool merch from the show, right? We've got the, the, the really cool uh, hats and shirts already up, right? Yes, we do, Alan. Uh, we're gonna have to tweet out this link because it's a little bit more of a lengthy one. But if you want some some gear to get you to 2020, sweatshirts, hats, drawstring bags, uh, even more t-shirts, some great gimmick t-shirts too. Uh, we have it all up there for you. Let the XFL show get you to 2020. Uh, there's the, there's some great merchandise. I already have mine on the way, uh, so I'll be representing very shortly. Uh, but but these are some cool t-shirts. Don't don't get me wrong. We you know we have the logo tee, which I love. Uh, I think this is this is going to be some pretty cool stuff. Yeah, if you've been a day one oneer, you know, with the show since we started, highly or recommend. Day one ish, yeah. Get on our Printful uh, shop and, and get you, get you some merch because we've got uh, awesome shirts, hats, sweatshirts. I'm gonna have to get me a cutoff shirt to be working out in to represent. But uh, especially, you know, the great the Printful site is really great for the UXFL fans who maybe aren't in the city of a particular XFL team and you don't have one yet. A lot of people, hey, we encourage you to go to the XFL's site and get your XFL Dallas and Houston and New York shirts if you want. But if you want to represent this show, if you've been listening, follow along the development of the league with us, we've got stuff for you too to be a part of it all. And of course, if you become a patron on our Patreon page, uh, there are tiers where you will get some merch included with your your patronage so check it out the xf this is the xfl show is on printful we've got our shop we'll post it on our website and of course on twitter instagram and facebook at xfl show here we go it's time for this week's hot read blue 58 blue 58 go hey rick flair rick flair I don't want to say I told you so, but I believe I mentioned the exact scenario we're in now a handful of episodes ago that the XFL would probably end up on two stations. Two big networks or cable stations? Well, that's the scenario we got. The XFL rumored to be in deep discussions with Fox and ESPN, which would mean, no, they're not just going to be on FS1 and ESPN. Games could actually end up on both the Fox network and ABC. According to John Alrand of Sports Business Journal, the XFL is working on two big TV deals. Negotiations are ongoing deal could be announced as soon as the day after this show gets released 
on Football Sunday at 7 a.m., Brian. Huge rumor this week, something we have discussed in the past, though. You know, it's 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 been a a very interesting topic for the XFL. It's it's where are they going to be showing their television? Where are they going to be broadcasting these games? And if if these rumors turn out to be true or something close to it, I mean, this is huge news for the XFL. They're probably getting huge licensing and rights deals from these cable channels. Um, and to be on Fox and to be on ABC on a weekend where you know they're they're playing baseball, they have NASCAR. There's you know golf during the big times of the year on on ABC and things like that. That's that's huge for the XFL. Huge exposure and that's what Oliver like has always been talking about, exposure. And you can get huge exposure from these two networks. And, and this is just, again, rumor and innuendo here, but I don't know. To me, and unless you guys can change my mind, I, I'm not sure why ESPN, you know, as in bed with the NFL as they are, why they would want uh, you know why they would want to give money to have the XFL unless it's something like on ESPN Plus or, or a separate service. I, I think we all agree that Fox seems like the best fit uh, for this league here, but I just don't see ESPN unless anybody else can. You know they have more insight than I. Do. I mean, it was it was shocking to see that I I was expecting Fox and maybe NBC. Jake, like you said, Fox seems logical because Vince McMahon has a billion dollar deal with them for the WWE. And then you hear the ESPN rumor, but it does make sense when you think about it because ESPN knows that football is king and ESPN is looking to get as much content as possible. Like you said, they've got ESPN Plus now. They are trying to fill so many blocks that they of content that they need to be giving people live Hopefully, they in there and for them, they hope to give live sports to people as much as possible. And when it's when it comes to football, you know they already have the CFL on their plus uh, ESPN Plus service. So if they could get football in America in the springtime on their networks, I, I think it makes business sense for ESPN to put the XFL on ABC. So while I was shocked, it all does make sense, Brian. I I mean Jake. When I when we first were reacting to it, texting back and forth, he couldn't believe it. That was first. You were the first person, Jake, who texted me. Brian, how did you react to not Fox but ESPN being mentioned in these negotiations? I was I was in terms of, of the way Jake is saying a little shocked that ESPN would would throw their hat into the circle if they are indeed doing that. But then, then I started thinking about what ESPN does and what is it that they try to accomplish. And if you remember back when. They, they were at the forefront of MLS. They 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 hosted those games. They advertised. They, they pushed it because they know that the more viewers for MLS means the more viewers on their network, which means more sponsors. So it's all about exposure. If, if ESPN feels like they can promote the XFL and get enough viewers to, to subside that exposure, why wouldn't they do this? And, and it is football. You know, Oliver Luck has stated many times, you know, people love football and sometimes they want more football. So why not... Uh, ESPN getting involved in this, and, and and if you can get those games on ABC, that's that's huge. I mean, that's going to be huge for the XFL. And if ESPN slash ABC feel like the risk is worth it, I don't see I don't see why not. It's just more sports. Would you rather see that or PBR or, or <laughs> yeah? And or, if you, you know, think about it, at that time of year, at that time of year, is you know the NBA deal with the ESPN is absurd, and they do promote the hell out of the NBA, but. That's all they've had for years. They don't have the NHL anymore. They 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 don't have baseball really to put on to ABC. They get the one game a week. This would be great, I think, for ESPN. NBC, I, I guess it might be a sour taste in their mouth from 2001. Why they're not involved, who knows. But 
it, it all it, it, it I didn't expect ESPN just because I felt like they have their already they've got the you know hands all over the place UFC and NFL and the NBA and maybe taking on the XFL might have been a little too much but it makes sense for them I think I'm hoping for both of those deals to happen of course it's more exposure I mean you can't get any better exposure I think than those two networks that also have the two biggest sports cable networks attached to them because then you're getting you know the highlights of your games all on their channel channels and their websites I mean that's big uh, the of course the reporting of this rumor uh, anytime the XFL gets reported on now in most uh, media outlets they relate it to the AAF and this just makes the AAF look like peanuts too because they're only on CBS big CBS two times all year first game and the championship game everything else is on CBS Sports Network a channel that let's face it not a lot of people get or watch compared to ESPN or Fox and I just think this would blow that league out of the water as well. Of course, like you said, Jake, all rumor and innuendo. So with these rumors hitting the wire this week, if anything less than this happens, is it a disappointment? Is it a disappointment if the league does not wind up on Fox Network or ABC? Uh, I, I say absolutely not. I, I you know, you've got to hit one of the big ones. We, we all think Fox is the best, but certainly Fox is not the only one. That can host it so no if you know this would just be way over the top if somehow they could pull this off i mean imagine that espn abc fox and then you've still got fs1 out there that's you know really growing yeah and you know what and, and fs1 took over basically fox's saturday baseball lineup and they, they and they host mlb on fox every saturday so so would you be disappointed if if your lead up to your Saturday night games was Major League Baseball and Fox Sports won every single week. Of course, that's that's a huge win. I think there's this bar is high with this rumor that has come out, but it can still go a little lower and be very productive for the XFL. I don't think they have to be on ESPN. They don't have, we haven't even talked about ESPN, and here we are saying, is it going to be a disappointment if they're not on ESPN? Before this week, we never thought about ESPN. So if it doesn't happen there, I think it's going to be fine. Uh, the I'm rooting for it. I'm rooting for it too. But it, the XFL needs exposure, and how can they get the most exposure? You know, not being on a network once a week—that's not exposure. Exposure is getting advertisers, getting your name out there in front of everything. And I think the XFL is moving in that direction. I think we're going to be okay. And I think we all could agree. Fox is the network that seems to need the XFL more because their cable channels growing. And also, they just lost the UFC, so they need more content in terms of live sports. And we all see ESPN as this monolith that's always going to be fine. But I think we might be underestimating how much ESPN might need the XFL with how much more content that they're they're promising. They're you know the people on their streaming service and and you know with how at this time of year they really don't have as much or, or might be on an equal playing level with Fox when it comes to live sports. So I think the XFL, we might have even underestimated the value that these networks are looking at uh, in it over the course of us discussing these TV deals. But oh my goodness, I could feel it boiling. This cauldron is about to tip over. And we're going to finally know where the XFL games will be televised. What a rumor this week. Let us know what you think about the rumor. Would you be disappointed if this rumor doesn't come true? Uh, do you, which which network, if only one, do you think it'll be on? Whatever your thoughts are, 724-565-4XFL or at XFL Show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I, I mean, my eyes were bug-eyed 
when I, I read that this week and uh, would be tremendous. But even half of that would be amazing for the league. And uh, here we are. Do you think next week we're going to be talking about a finalized announced deal, Jake? Uh, no, I, I still don't think it's going to happen quite. <laughs> Do, was this your big announcement, Jake? This rumor? Uh, listen, we're, we're out of time right now, oh, uh, but, but you can catch us back here next week. Oh, man. I don't know. Listeners, I'm telling you, don't get your hopes up. I'm telling you, Jake's just going to take credit for some big announcement that happens. So he always does. I've known him for years. Bryant, uh, what a big week it was. We announced the Patreon. We've got this big, juicy rumor. Next week, I've got that gut feeling it's going to be even bigger. It's the biggest weekend of football uh, next week. Probably, I would say, second behind the opening week of, of the NFL. So, you know, the big game is this weekend. Uh, and I expect fully <laughs> the AF and the XFL to uh, fully partake in the discussion of football uh, in this coming week. Well, uh, it is the biggest week of football uh, from the rest of America in the world, Brian. I'll, I will say good luck to you and your Los Angeles Rams. Um, you, I, but I'm also I'm just rooting for a tie for the NFL to look even goofier for what happened in that NFC title game. Uh, to anyone at the uh, XFL League offices, please do something about pass interference procedures. And uh, congratulations uh, to, to you, Jake, for, for making another week without us uh, getting your big announcement out of you. It's just not quite the time yet. <laughs> all right everybody we appreciate you listening remember the patreon is up it's live content will start filling those pages and streams in february but you can get in and get in line now join our patreon page it is up and running thanks to all of the people who made today's show possible at pretty easy podcast our print full shop and we will be back next week hopefully with big television news announcement fingers crossed for the xfl for bryant for jake Vince wasn't here this week. I'm sure he'll be back next week. If a big announcement is going to be made, he'll make the time, guys, I'm sure. I'm Alan, everybody. We will see you next week. This is the XFL Show. Remember, they're listening. <laughs>